Let's drone out. And the bit where you Jack. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Tonight we are joined by Adam Juniper, Andrew Sash Frank, Andy RC. Good evening. The furry, little Stella Fox. <laughs> Hi guys. Sorry about that. NJ Tech. Hey everyone. My little toner star. Ooh, best friends next. And my best friend in the world. <laughs> You've already done me, Jack. You've already done me. <laughs> Saving the best to last. Hello. Four banger. <laughs> Yep. There Jack, you go. who have you let into your house today? <laughs> that, that's the editor. No, you're the editor. He was the ex-editor. He's the ex-editor. He's still my editor for uh, <laughs> Lonely Artists Cast. They give me shit. No, they give me shit. They always give me shit. <laughs> They're scared of you. <laughs> uh, how is everyone? Wet. All right. <laughs> uh, Belligerent, as you heard. Yeah. Well, what's the deal with tonight's show episode episode name then? I had to come up with something. As Volpine is in uh, Fox. Yeah. As in what? Astronomy. As, as in, in Stella. 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 Oh, it's very cerebral. You know, well Stellar Fox. Well done, go. Frank. There you go, Tony. That's for you. I got my tinfoil hat on. I didn't make mine. Why? <laughs> Protection from the aliens. Yeah. We've I don't got think inter- so. interstellar waves coming on from from the uh, Stella Fox. I'm I'm so- on a tangent, but could you tell us more about cutting your finger off? Uh, okay, so um, cutting my finger off. When I was in high school in shot class, um, I cut my finger off. Like, Are you still in high two? school? <laughs> no, <laughs> I turned 29 years old this year, you guys. Oh, um, too young. Too, too old for Tony, then. <laughs> ah, damn. But no, um, in shop class, I actually, I cut it, and it was all the way hanging off, like it was pulled all the oh. way down, and um, my dad put stitches in it, and uh, it's fine now. It just, uh, I can't play guitar now, because I can't hold the top string all the way down with this finger, so. So when you say your dad put stitches in it, is this just some sort of... Like, I'll fix it, or was he actually like a doctor or something? No, well, I mean, he wasn't a doctor, but uh, <laughs> he he was in the Marine Corps forever, and he knew field medicine and stuff like that, and we weren't really, oh. like, the type of people to go to the hospital for every little thing type of thing. Oh, no, so. no. <laughs> like, Jack, just a finger hole falling oh, off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 it was doable, okay? Obviously, like, look, it still works. I yeah. fly. I don't need this one to fly, though, okay? So that's whatever. <laughs> I love that I'm not, a pin- I'm not a pincher for a reason. Every little thing. It's like, it's just a finger. We've got nine others. Get on with it. <laughs> Do you know what? I've, I've got a it's on the left hand, right? <laughs> I've got a friend who recently did that, did something very similar, and he was getting. He had a problem. One of his uh, molars was cracked right at the back in his in his mouth, and he decided he wrote. He said, "I've got so many expensive quotes to have this tooth removed from the dentist." He actually mm. just said, "What?" Well, yeah, he got a set of pliers and just pulled it out himself. Oh, and then he went on nice. to tell me how he stuffed aspirin in it, and he's completely fine, but. <laughs> It's, oh, just, it's amazing how uh, 
so it's amazing how these things, these thoughts go through people's heads. <laughs> so, uh, slight disclaimer with this week's episode. Don't do that. Uh, any, <laughs> there is no <laughs> medical advice. We do not recommend any of this. <laughs> None of us are doctors. Especially yeah. not teeth stuff. Oh. Uh, if, if, you, if you've got teeth problems, go to a dentist. If you've got bits of you hanging off, you should probably see a doctor. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Don't sue us. Sophie, my daughter, has to have a tooth out in a few weeks, and I've offered to take it out of the court because I thought that would be a really fun video. That would that be, be a video. great video. But she's, she's not going with that so far. Oh. She, she's Didn't someone that. already do that, funny enough, just uh, a day or two ago? Ah, stolen my thunder I've again. Seen, I've seen it been done, but... Yeah, you should just say the quad fairy pays more. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that, man. Oh, I'll let her know it was like people were thumbing it up, so she might go for it then. <laughs> Bless. NJ, sensible questions. Sensible <laughs> questions? Yeah. <laughs> I, used like them, I used them all up last week. We had such a serious show about regulations and what have you. Um, uh, so, so it, yeah. for, for, um, for the viewers and for anyone new here, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, so my real life name is Jamie. Um, I have been flying for just over a year and, um, yeah, I enjoy flying quite a bit. Um, I fly as often as I can and I have a lot of other hobbies as well for the people that don't know. I just urge you to check out my social media cause it's way easier than trying to explain all of the things that I do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of just like, uh, my own human being. So that sounds awesome. Uh, what got what got you into it? Was it uh, someone or something you saw happen? What what drew you into quads into this trap that you are now in? <laughs> okay, so I was out hiking um, one day and I ended up in a situation that would have easily been avoided had I been able to just you know look around a corner instead of um, dangerously going around it and then being stuck and having to go back around. And that spurred me to think about like drones in general. And I started looking into the Mavics when they were in Kickstarter. And then that sort of led me into mini quads in general. And then that's where I'm at now. It just all sort of evolved from that one incident of getting stuck while I was out hiking and being like, man, this is terrible. I wish I could just look around the corner. And now it's grown into something totally different. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's, a, that's quite an unusual way uh, to get into the hobby, but very practical explanation for for how the good logical line of thinking so uh, what you what are you flying now what's your your quarter choice at the minute um well i have three and they're all kind of the same but kind of different um the one that i fly the most right now is probably it's a custom frame that one of my coastal carolina guys designed and built for us um mine has four and a half inch arms instead of five but it runs five inch props and I have uh, Luminaire Popos on it and um, uh, Flight One. So is that, is that those behind you, what we can see? Because there's three. Yes. What's <laughs> the race chart flight? How do you like the Popos? Oh, goodness. I love the Popos. So this is the one I was just talking about. Um, I call it the Free J. Like, that's its nickname. And the popos are just about like the most amazing thing in the whole world. I'm terrible about, <laughs> I'm super terrible about like cutting my fingers up when I'm tightening my props on any of my other motors. Mm -hmm. But these ones, it's just as simple as just putting the prop on and twisting until it clicks and that's it. Like it doesn't come off and I love it. Um, 
like I've crashed into trees and the ground and uh, concrete and everything. And the props will bend a little bit, but I haven't gotten them to release at all. Um, so they're actually really amazing and they fly super smooth in general, just by themselves. So, um, like, of course they do Luminary in general, all of their motors are just like super silky smooth, but these ones are really nice. They have a really nice punch to them. I love them a lot. Awesome. Are they actually, I presume with that mechanism, they're a little more expensive than standard props or? The props yeah. or the motors? Oh, the, the props themselves. Uh, they're like four bucks a pack. So oh, they're really, so, yeah. so they're really not um, that much more expensive. I know that um, HQ just put out um, props that are Popo compatible as well and a couple of other brands. But honestly, I think that every brand of motors, it would be super smart to do something like this. Because look at how easy I just put that prop on and it's not coming off. Like no tools, no nothing. I'm going to sit here and just like pop it on and off just to fiddle with it the whole time I'm sitting here now. Well, this, uh, this, is, a, this is a bold move, I guess, by um, it's Get FPV that came up with those, wasn't it? The, um, the Lumineer guys, um, Tim, his name is. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that's great. That's the innovation side of the hobby that, that I think needs to happen. And you just need to keep pushing forward with great ideas and hope that more manufacturers adopt, adopt the technology. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone. I mean, obviously there was a lot of skepticism about the, about the design before it came out, but it's nice to hear feedback from someone who's actually using them and flying them, that they are good and convenient and, and all the good stuff. Oh yeah. Well, I was extremely skeptical. Like when I first got them, the first session that I had with them, I'm not even gonna lie, I had prop nuts on because I was like, my props were just gonna get lost. So um, it really, uh, I was really worried that I was just going to like end up in the top of a tree or whatever. They were just going to pop off. And then after flying them as much as I have, and like I said, I've slammed them into anything, everything, and they don't come off. I am so confident. Like this is for sure something that other motor companies, other brands, everybody should really adapt this type of technology because it's awesome. Like it is 100% innovative. And I, like I said, all of my other ones, I cut my fingers up, tightening props, mm. that one, it's just like pop, 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 and I'm done and I'm not bleeding anywhere. So it's kind of great. Awesome. So there's there's a question we can throw out to the board. What's um, what's everyone's favorite type of prop? What a, what a, what a good question. Andy, let me hear, because I know you, you, probably go through and test as a million types of prop as I do. So what's what's working for you at the minute? Just uh just one that's not broken really. <laughs> <laughs> oh Andy. Uh, my favorite prop, I don't know. Um I'm kind of it, it, it depends really because that for freestyling racing completely different really isn't it? You know for, say for that but for freestyle I like the low low pitch for the the slowest, smoother speeds and then for for racing just yeah uh, if you if you're into speed that any yeah. brand preference come on commit so so for three <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is when we're talking about speed i don't think five inch i mean i was talking to nj about this um the other day but for speed like three inches where it's at for me and uh so um i haven't That's tried what she said <laughs> so uh, i haven't tried the latest gem fan what is it nj the fifth the, um, it's 30 
Yeah, the T3056C, which are the ones I've been trying on that on those Cobra 4100s, and yeah, they're 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 actually great. That one thing I should say about those, I've actually got this in bits because I'm modifying it. But um, one thing I can say about this prop is, even though it's rated as a 56, being a, uh, what a lot of the Emacs props do, like the Avan props, where it's very heavy at the root, which is where they get their 56 figure, rather than an average for the, to describe the bitch, and it actually tapers out very flat towards the tip. So even though it's described Did you say as a pitch or bitch, pitch, of course. <laughs> Making the pitches, bitch. Even though it flattens out towards the tip, the actual uh, it's actually a very efficient prop. So don't be uh, put off by the high pitch figures and think it's just going to be a, a, a crazy high amp drawing prop. It's actually not. It's uh, it's pretty good. Good top end as well. Yeah. So for for three amps, then um, I haven't tried that one, but the the the, the flash thirty fifty twos, um, they got some insane performance on. Uh, on three inch, but I don't, I, I don't know. It, it's it's different for every copter. Like for example, I I've tried those Avan flow props on like loads of different copters, and they haven't been that great. But on the Hawk Five, they're just perfect. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, they did go very well with those motors. So it all depends. I, yeah, I I try not to um, like have a preference to a brand, otherwise. I, I like I like to try all sorts of different ones, but I, actually saying that my favourite prop is the Dal Cyclone fifty forty six and forty five. Yeah, they're great props. Yeah, yeah, yeah like such a solid prop. I used to use those on a lot of quads for quite a lot of time before my favourite. Um, but yeah, I can see them. Yeah, Stella's just pointing them out at the back there. I can see uh, you've got a few there. Yeah, great prop. Um, for me personally, um, at the minute, I, I was very much about those Dow Cyclone 5045s were, were great for me. It's now the uh, HQ V1S, and they are the 4.8-pitch tri-blades. Those are just in terms of efficiency and performance and the fact that they're light. They're just working really well for my setups, motor KV and all the rest of it. Tony, racer perspective, what's working for you? Uh, cyclones. Oh, really? What pitch? 45s, I like. Yeah. Right on high KV? Or low, yeah. or... Um, 23 and 26. Okay, that's very but different setups. I prefer my 2300 KV to my 26. But I, I, I like them for freestyle as well. I've, I've moved over to um, the... Um, oh, shit. What were they called? V1S? Yeah. Um. And I had quite a lot of jello, and my mate Bradders was like, "Go back to cyclones and see if you get jello." And 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 I don't anymore. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing. It's a horses for courses thing, and and it sometimes does work out that one particular prop just won't work great with one particular quad. Um, so it's always good to uh, try these things out. How about you, uh, Curry Kitten? Um, I, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't. I don't often get the chance to say here's my one quad that i'm going to use a lot and change props so it's kind of like this is going with this props what are these like so i know the ones that are crap and when something's crap i was like i'll put my cyclones uh 5045s on and then you watch it fly better so that's that's always a great go-to i can see them in the background some a set of green ones there's a set up there (laughs) um I, I really like the uh the hq v1s's on the uh the mojo 230 it's not something i would have looked at because they're only like a 50 40 but that thing flies really nicely for uh freestyle it's, it's like completely different than 
than all the other quads. So I'd certainly go and buy those again. If I ever get time, it's going to sort of get one quad, put a bunch of props on it, and actually see what flies better. Because it's normally the case of I have these props, I break them, I replace them with the same props instead mm-hmm. of trying other things. Yeah. And a- Andrew, have you got any got any input on your prop preference? I bought a huge ton of Dal fifty forty five V twos, and just I've just been using them because I got yeah. them. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's come up come up plenty of times. Yeah, um, Jamie, because uh, um, uh, just um, we're talking about NJ said about uh, racing versus freestyle. I've seen a lot of your videos. Uh, you've been doing. Um, basic. I mean, everything. So you've been doing proximity in bandos. You've been doing uh, freestyle in big spaces. You've been doing uh, doing some. I saw some racing. Sort of was it end of last yearish? I think. Um, have you been doing more racing as well? Have you or have you stuck with the freestyle? What's what sort of way have you been finding the most fun recently? So I um I started with a lot of racing because I actually had um, my local group established the multi-GP group that we have, and I did that for quite a while, and then my job prevented me from attending races. Um, it seemed like I was always working every single time we would have a race, so I just sort of fell out of racing in general. Um, but overall, I much prefer freestyle. I like being able to bop around and sort of like listen to music and flow and do the things that I want versus being like stuck in a particular track where I have to go exactly the same places where everybody else is going the whole time. Um, I really like being able to be creative and just sort of move about a space and just do what feels right in the moment that I'm there and mm-hmm. my bounds versus, um, I don't know, racing. A lot of the guys are super duper competitive as well. And I feel that while a lot of times that can be a lot of fun, um, sometimes it also takes away from how much fun flying can be because they're being a little bit too competitive and they're worried about uh, breaking everything they own and breaking hundreds of dollars of gear, which I can't stand. I can't, I don't like breaking stuff. And when I'm flying freestyle, I break a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not like slamming into other people or other people aren't slamming into me or I'm not slamming into two inch metal poles or stuff like that. You, gotta, you know, so um, I don't know. I much prefer freestyle and I've sort of just stuck with that mostly because of my schedule, but also the couple of opportunities I've had, it's just, I've gone out to the tracks and it's not really felt right anymore. So I don't really do that a whole lot. Jamie, just a a quick question because it's uh, slightly topical from last week. Um, Just for our viewers as well. What what part of the world are you in? Whereabouts are you? I'm in Eastern North Carolina, coastal North Carolina. Right. Okay. And, uh, how are the regulations out there for you and how have you found have, have you found any negativity towards the hobby or have you had any experiences that might be slightly negative or is it mainly all been positive any incidents with uh, authorities or anything that you can tell us about um personally no honestly uh i haven't dealt with any um, negativity from any sort of authority or from either even bystanders. Like most of the people that have seen it have been really, really curious. And um, like our, when we go on race, we have written permission where we go on race at. We've had the mayor come out a couple of times and he's come out and checked out things. And we've had spectators and stuff like that. Um, But in general, we don't, I've never dealt with any issues. We try to stay out of the air because uh, during certain times, because I live in a very, heavily military area and there's a lot of helicopters and stuff like that so when we hear the choppers obviously we stay out of there because we're trying you know to 
give them their space and not cause any problems. Um, but we haven't had any sort of issues. The cops have all been super friendly and super interested in it when they've seen it. And then when I'm traveling, like even when I'm traveling, I haven't dealt with any, I've had one mean asshole cop. That's it. Like the whole time I've been flying. So. There's always one. <laughs> I bet his name was Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually, um, he was like a run a cop and we were in a parking lot of this big building where there was nobody there. It was a completely big, empty, open parking lot and we were just goofing off. And one of the guys I was flying with apparently flew a little bit too close to him while he was just sort of like walking around the perimeter of the building. Um, so he came over and he got he yelled at us and told us that we were on private property and we were trespassing and that we needed to leave and, you know, got all angry and ridiculous. But we were like, whoa, man. So we just left. Mm. Are you, uh, have you got any sponsors? Do you, are you sponsored by anyone? Has anyone picked you up yet? Yeah, um, I'm actually sponsored by Get FPV and Lumineer. Um, they recently picked me up and, uh, that's pretty awesome. That's one of the, their companies that, uh, I've loved since I started flying. I specifically remember a conversation I had with a friend of mine, um, when I first started flying, when we were talking about sponsors and I was like, man, these would be the companies. And then it just sort of happened. And I was like, holy cow, like, is this a joke? Are you guys, <laughs> you guys are messing with me? Like what? Um, but yeah, so I do, I am sponsored by them and uh, that's pretty awesome. They're really awesome companies. All the guys that I've spoken to within the companies are amazing. Um, not only that, but the other guys that fly, like my other teammates are amazing pilots. So I have quite a bit to, uh, look up to and work towards to be able to be uh, flying with these guys for sure. Well, they obviously saw something they liked and they've been there from the start. These guys from, uh, they're based in Florida, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're down in Florida and then, uh, yeah, they're based down in Sarasota. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. So um, you, your one of your other hobbies is hula hooping, isn't it? Oh yes. Now, I haven't seen you do a hula hoop and fly at the same time. Well, can there, you do it? There is a video where I have done this. Oh, um, I missed that one. This, yeah. this is Tony who can't stand up and fly at the same time. I do take a chair everywhere I go. So, what I'm going to say about um, the hula hooping while flying, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, I can't even stand up and fly. And a lot of people can't, let alone people like being able to walk. Hula hooping and flying, however, is really physically demanding. Like it hurts your abs and your legs so bad that you can't even think about flying. Um, like the the thought process is a lot of physical work. So I've tried it and I've done it briefly a little bit, but it's one of those things that I don't really have a whole lot of like urge to keep doing because I can't see how that would be beneficial for my life in any manner at any point. <laughs> But it would be fun. Just for Tony's entertainment, I think. Oh, as well. God, so hard, you guys. Like, I <laughs> like somebody else do a tutorial for me and show me the well, secret. I've, I've seen May on High walking and flying. Hey, so I can you, fly too. Well done. I can't even stand <laughs> up. Like, props to you all. I have to sit down in a big chair. Otherwise, I just can't fly. So cramps. Like I don't know if you've ever like seen pictures or videos of me flying, but I hold my uh, controller like crazy low, um, and I've noticed when I sit, I just feel like I'm cramped up, like a T-Rex or something. So um, I don't sit. I just can't. 
messes up my flow way too much. <laughs> it's quite funny watching people sit down. They've got these big directional patch antennas on there, and then they're all like this. So the patch yeah, yeah. on the floor all the time. Yeah, pointing to the floor, yeah. I know. It's madness. Miss, Cre- Miss, Miss Creech is in the chat. What's up? I see her over there, yeah. Do you want to do a quick shout-out of people in the chat, Tony? Quick shout-out. Miss Creature, um, uh, Green Patches, Bloods is in the chat. Um, 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 it's still talking about the same thing, all these people. Where is everyone else? Um, George Ritpath, Mikey FPV, Richard Warwick's in the chat. Aeris is in the chat. Bill M, what's up, Bill? Um, who else we got? Joski, FBV, Scott Watson. Oh, there's loads of people in the chat. So, hello. All. I've got to do a shout out at the end of the show as well, if that's possible, um, to some guys in the UK who um, need some help with a flying thing they're doing. So, I'm going to shout that out later if, if, if I can. Do it now, Tom. Uh, well, I have to find it. Give me five. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what we could do here, actually? There is, there is something Andy and I have, have uh, been discussing. Well, and Andy caught it and. Uh, Watch him get nervous now because he doesn't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're <laughs> um, We were discussing, actually, there's, a, there's been a, a bit of an interesting dispute over on RC Groups. Well, there's a shocker. Um, <laughs> about the uh, Jumper T12, which is the new jumper transmitter that comes with OpenTX on it. Oh, you mean uh, closed TX? Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, Andy, I'm going to let you sum this up. Why don't you tell our viewers what, what little bit of gossip we've got this week for those unaware? I, I don't know if it's gossip. It's a very strange thing. It's a very strange thing that's happened, yeah. So um, I don't know if, whether you guys are aware of these jumper transmitters. They're very cheap and they're like multi-protocol. Um, and so, that, yeah, they came out with the jumper T8SG+. Plus and... Uh, it was deviation TX based, um, and uh, it couldn't run Crossfire because deviation TX doesn't support Crossfire. So they they come up with an open TX version, um, but they did it. I think no, I think open TX knew that um, they were doing it, but I think there was some conflict over. Um, it was wasn't it something about they just basically copied. Uh, the Free Sky Q, QX7. Yeah, that's that's from what I read. Yeah, if anyone's not sure what the jumper transmitter looks like, uh, there's one. There's my little review unit that I haven't actually reviewed yet. Oh, but, it's um, NJ Tech Yellow. It is in NJ Tech Yellow. If I I can't even stick a bomb that, can I? Because my my logo won't show up. Um, yeah, it's the new version of this. This runs Deviation TX and has a, a built-in four-in-one module, so it can run multiple protocols. But the biggest complaint was that it wasn't natively uh, Crossfire compatible, despite having the module in the back. So uh, what they did was listen to that. They brought out an OpenTX version, which does have uh, native Crossfire compatibility, because this will work with Crossfire. But as uh, Andy has mentioned before, this will only work with Crossfire in a PPM manner, which uh, obviously then doesn't give you the latency and all the wonderful stuff that Crossfire gives you. So, yeah, that new T12, there's a bit of controversy about the um, about what's going on. But they've, the long and short of it is, I think, they've said at the end, the uh, the, the guy over at Jumper has, has turned around and said, we're going to fork it, in which case it's open source anyway, and we will start this fork 
from version one and call it Jumper TX. Is that right? Yeah. So there's going to be. Ju- I, I don't understand though how something just called Open TX can get refused to be used because that it, it makes no. And I think it's upset. It, if you look at the, it's very sort of polarized, isn't it? Some people like, well, don't call it Open TX if you, if anyone can't use it. But then I think it's there's a lot of people that have put a lot of work into open tx and they don't like what jumper have done so i think they're sort of saying you can use you can use the code but not the name which is odd because you think you'd be able to use the name yeah it so. seemed like they were they seemed like the 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 main honcho was over at jumper was trying to go the correct route to inform people that it was going onto the transmitter x y and z and, and made uh, apparently he made a his sizable donation to the team and what have you. And they've come back and said, well, what we're upset about, this is only my interpretation, which I've probably got wrong, but was they, they seem to be upset because of the lack of innovation. Like they'd just taken a straight copy of OpenTX from the QX7 and dumped it onto the transmitter and tried to botch it into working as opposed to... Well, I got it. New, yeah. When I got it, it was it got the internal RF module turned on, and it hasn't got an internal. So yeah, right. they, they so, definitely yeah just, things like that are a bit lazy. Yeah, they definitely just flashed it. So yeah, that's going on at the moment. But what are we what we're going to say about this guy? Oh, he's he's dropped. What's dropped that? What the hell? Oh, is I'm that jealous. Mine's, mine's not here for a few days. Go on, you you tell him what it is, Andy. Batman thing. <laughs> Has throw it got it. a phone in it or something? You throw <laughs> it at the baddie. Just, it's, the str- it's the most bizarre thing, but at, um, yeah, it turned up today. It's called the Nirvana, and uh, it's it's Fly Sky. So it's the, I guess you could say it's an update to the Turner G uh, evolution, evolution. Yeah, it's developed by Underground FPV, wasn't it? They, the, yeah, the, the, chat- the Dark Knight. Yeah, is that what it's? Yeah, the Dark Knight is that what it's called? And yeah, um, yeah but it's actually about. <laughs> it does look like something out of Batman. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I, I think this is uh, running Open TX. I haven't turned it on yet, but I think that this is like a the size of a mobile phone. Turn it on now, live on it. It's got, it's got no batteries in, but it takes uh, like the, actually not like the X. No, it's it, the 18650s. Well, as, as long as it's uh, lithium batteries that go in the Nirvana transmitter. But what I want to know is, it's, it's so strict. These are momentary switches here. Yes. Yeah. What are they for? Well, I suppose they could be a pre-arm for one. Or, or... or tell you your, um, you know, quality <laughs> signal strength or something. Oh, yeah, that that, that looks insanely ugly. It looks like it's been <laughs> developed by a 12-year-old that said, I know what we need here, more switches. Do you know more what? On. Do you know what? In person, it is. It, it, it makes sense, like, as from what I, you know, as I'm holding it. It's like, I feel like I'm about to control a spaceship or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's the new Fly Sky offering. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I it, don't... Sorry, does it Tim. become in a heart-shaped box? Oh, very good. <laughs> it actually, actually comes with a, a cover over the top of it, and the cover is like to keep to protect all of this. I haven't got it to hand, but it's like, so you can just throw it like this into a bag and not have to worry about any of the switches getting broken. That's mm. what that's what this thing is here. It clips over the front. It's completely different. I believe it's been in the making for two years. 
Yeah, yeah, because we've we've both Andy and I have had a chat with uh, Warwick, the, the the lead designer on this, and um, one thing that I've picked up from chatting to Warwick is he's very. I mean, he the minute I ask him a question about that transmitter, he's instantly got the answer in more detail than the original question was posed. Yeah, uh, he's he, passionate about it. He was saying, I just asked him, my first question to him was, you know, have these got digital gimbals? And he was like, yes, they're not only just digital gimbals, they're full digital, unlike the FR Sky ones, which go from uh, a digital to an analog conversion. These are digital end-to-end. He said they're quad ball bearing, the actual material we chose for the gimbals was very specific. You know, he really... Uh, it seems he's very passionate about the, the transmitter, so um, I think they're all those are all good signs. They tend to make me feel feel good about a product when you see the, the designer so enthusiastic about it. So, yeah, I guess uh, reviews reviews soon on this. Yeah, but well, I say soon, but I don't. I literally, as with it being Fly Sky as well, don't know too much about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to speak to him because and get all the information because yeah, it sounds like there's oh, there's, there's a bit to know. It is a touch touch screen as well for any of you that are wondering. I didn't um, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I this, this is what's been. How the problem. big are Fly Sky um, receivers though? They're quite big, aren't they? The Fly Skies, I think they're Diddy. The the ones that they are include. They? Yeah, there's the smaller ones now, and they've got satellite. Uh, well, at least yeah. two, two, okay. two antennas. That's what these these are. They're, they're very tiny, and it should be noted that that particular transmitter comes with two FlySky transmitters, which is quite a nice. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a nice touch, isn't a it? A nice touch, but um, <clears throat> we won't give it all away because uh, some of us want people to come see our reviews. Just saying. <laughs> um, uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah, guys, anyone who has questions for Jamie, uh, please start loading those. Into I, have, I have. I, I saw one in the chat. Oh, Do you want to go first, Andy? Oh, well, I was just going to ask, seeing as we're on the subject of transmitters, what transmitter does Jamie use? And also, we, we haven't talked about, uh, you know, what is it? Kiss? Is it Betafly? Racefly? It was Racefly, wasn't it? Questions. Well, I heard Jack mention Racefly. Didn't See, he say race shite? Yeah. Two of my quads are Flight One, and um, one of them is Full Kiss. But wow. that being switched over. Um, I I was going to wait until the part started not working correctly because I literally haven't done anything to that quad since I built it last September. Um, but one of my ESCs has little glitches every now and then. It just sort of like uh, yanks me one way. So um, I'm going to be replacing that pretty soon, and then they'll all, they'll all be flight one. Uh, what, what about the transmitter? Sorry. Oh, and I need a QX7. Um, ah. Yeah, I had an X90 uh, before, but it got stolen. So when I went mm. and I, like, I was just trying to get pieces together so I'd have my own gear so that I could fly again, um, I just went with something cheap and I got a black one to begin with. And then for Christmas, I got a purple one. Uh, well, it was for my birthday, but um, so I use a purple QX7 now. Nice. They're, they're, I find them a little bit bigger than the normal Trannis. Um, they're yeah. wider, aren't they? Yeah, they're more, I think they're more comfortable to hold, though. I don't. 
personally. But yeah, I'm in that camp. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't get on with the uh, the, the QX7. Uh, funnily enough, so I've been I've been on the X Lite, but. Yeah, I've been on the X-Lite now for a couple of weeks, and I absolutely love that. As a pincher, I should point out for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I'm actually switching to that from my uh, Tyrannus X10, and I had to fly that tonight to, to test the quad that I'm doing a review on at the minute, and it was just so bizarre to go from the X-Lite small gimbals to the X10 being such a huge radio. Um, but, yeah, it's whatever you get used to, I guess. What? Yeah. Back and forth between the two of them, um, just between flying. Like my brother, he flies, and I fly the QX7. So I'll fly his sometimes, and I it doesn't. I don't know. I guess I'm super adaptable with that stuff because it doesn't really bother me a whole lot. Um, as long as the gimbals are smooth, my hands will just adapt to whether they need to be like a little bit skinnier or fat or whatever. Jack, you look like you wanted to say something. Then you were expressing yourself with fire. I don't think he's even listening, is he? What's the matter? No? He's been muted. I've been he muted. made a noise. <laughs> and we taught him a lesson. <laughs> Side. <laughs> Tony, you said there were some questions in the chat. Uh, Green Patches wanted to ask Jamie if she has flown fixed wing at all. Have you done any wing flying or anything? My brother does have a wing, and I've flown it a little bit. Um... It's okay. Not, <laughs> I mean, you, you don't sound very enthusiastic. I don't, well, like, it just seems I never flew one to begin with, and I feel like if I would have started with a wing, it would have been really fun and exciting. But having started with a quad that can do lots of different maneuvers versus the wing where it seems like it's very, very limited because obviously it is with only a single motor in the middle and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh it just doesn't, it seems very slow. Like every movement you have to take a lot of time to do. I don't know. It just wasn't really my cup of tea. So I would much rather just be flying my five inch, like trying to chase it than flying through the wing. Okay. Is, is, that, a, is that a saying out your way? Cup of, uh, tea. Cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Because obviously we know that as a very British saying, but I didn't think that would translate elsewhere so much. But <laughs> I don't really know. Um, it's something I say a lot. I also say a a lot of things that a lot of people around me don't say a lot. So <laughs> oh, it's all good. That's so good. Did, so did Jack and Tony, but we, we don't let them say it on here. <laughs> normally, normally in America, you'd have to express it as saying, it's not my cup of English breakfast tea, if, if that's what you actually wanted. I should get something iced. With milk. Yeah. Not my so, cup of tea. You actually said, not my cup of tea, in an ang- English accent as well. <laughs> well, I have to say, like, all that jazz... And oh, I say all that jazz. Well, I normally no, uh, down again. <laughs> I hear that the young folks look at me like I'm crazy, and all yeah. of the older folks are just like, "Oh my goodness, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Here." <laughs> <laughs> all that jazz. Yeah. Are you a pincher or a thumber? Oh, I'm a thumber. Uh, I tried the pinching thing, and while I could definitely see how it could smooth out some movements, having the extra like uh, brace. Um, it just doesn't. I grew up playing video games. Yeah, same. On the PlayStation and on the Xbox and stuff. Mm. So um, it just sort of like translates directly from that being. I'm, able- a, I'm a bit weird. I'm like half and half. So I hybrid on one hand and farm <laughs> on the other. 
See, and what I'm told is just because that more experience in flying in general, I kind of want to like try again and see if maybe it's not so weird because I haven't tried it in a really long time, but I feel like it's just going to end up with like me in the ground. Almost yeah, I know. I'm, if I do it again, I'm going to take a crap quad up. But I, I um, hybrid on my throttle and then I'm thumb on everything else. But it just feels so weird to do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I can see how it would be better, but I don't think I can invest the time in getting used to it. So, Jamie, you said you were a gamer before. Did you get? Did you find flying quite easy? Because I find that people that sort of come from a background where they can disassociate themselves from their thumbs and what's happening in their vision get this a lot easier. And then people have come into it not doing this, have keep looking down and seeing what their thumbs are doing. Did only you if, only if you do game fpv because you can do first person view in in game and well that, yeah basically an fps like any sort of fps yeah. game puts you in that uh view although third person view does it for a certain amount of time as well so was it easy your first flying i'm gonna say it wasn't terrible um the very first time i went up i in like actually in the goggles i didn't break anything i didn't crash hard or anything like that but i was being really careful um, I had watched a bunch of people slam into the ground a bunch of times, so I was being super careful. Um, but I do think that, in general, just gaming, a lot of the games that I played, honestly, I played a lot of PC games, um, and then I did play a little bit with PlayStation and stuff like that, uh, Nintendo a lot, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Nintendo 64, I played a lot. Um, and I feel like the, the muscle memory aspect of it, in general, like just being able to take the hands away from what you're saying and what you're doing and just like making it part of you definitely helps. Um, and also just the gaming in general, any game where you have to focus on multiple things at one time, I think definitely helps a lot when it comes to flying. Like if you're playing any sort of game where you have a whole bunch of stuff you have to pay attention to in order to do what you're doing, it's great because you can look at your OSD and you can pay attention to all of the things in the camera view and not get super distracted or throw up. That seems to be what a lot of people, what makes them sick is they're trying to focus on everything and they can't. Um, so I feel like the gaming, that aspect of it definitely helped. So uh, there's a question for you then, being one of the PlayStation generation, as they say. Are you, are you not interested in trying one of those? Have you, or have you tried one of those at all? What? The x Lite. I haven't tried one. Uh, I haven't. The area that I live in isn't, like, super populated, and it's not like I have a shop anywhere near me where I can, like, tech one out. So I would have to purchase one to be able to see it type uh, of stuff. I, I reckon you could you could have a chat with Tim at FPV and see whether he might, mm. you know, just, just perhaps provide you with one or lose one from stock. <laughs> You're like, hey, let me check this guy out. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's one of those things. I've looked into it, and I've thought about it, but since my controller is still working really, really well, um, I don't really, you know. Yeah, do... no, there's a, there's there's a good uh, a, a good uh, thing for consistency, and if something's already working, don't don't break it. So like, wouldn't that be amazing if such a shop existed where you could go in and they have all the goggles lined up and you could try everyone on and say that's the one for me, and then you can do your controller and you, you can just get the perfect things. But of course, it would never work because everyone would go in and say those are the goggles for me. I'm going to order them from China for cheap. <laughs> but if, yeah, yeah. if it was somewhere where you could fly for a small fee and then 
they got the money that way so they weren't even having to sell the products, then maybe you'd be onto something. We've got a business plan. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like Andy's planning something. Yeah, that's, that's his secret squirrel <laughs> shit. Or, uh, <laughs> in an area that had a really big community, you could just try everybody else's stuff first. Or that. That works too. Or <laughs> events. That helps. Going to events, you know, um, there's some pretty big events going on over here in the U.S. coming up here that I'm pretty excited about. So maybe I'll get to try some of them out at Rampage. What's Rampage? Uh, oh, the 25th of August, isn't it, or something? It's um, the 6th and 7th of October. Oh. Uh, it's this big freestyle get-together situation out Ooh. in South Carolina. Um, you can buy a pilot's pass and do all of the flying and stuff, and there's a bunch of really cool spots. Or you can get a spectator's pass and just come and hang out and see everybody. But um, I'm really excited about that. I'm getting to go. Um, Luminaire and GetFTV are sending me. And uh, special thanks to a couple of other people. Ryan, he, uh, my friend Ryan, he is amazing. I love him to death. And he has helped out quite a bit with this whole adventure, um, as well as Chad Capper. He has played a role in getting me there. So I'm pretty excited about being able to go. Um, a lot of crazy things happened in my life recently, so I wasn't going to get to. Uh, but all of those super awesome human beings are making it possible. So anybody who's in the U.S. and has the opportunity should definitely come out that weekend and come and hang out and meet me and fly and do all of the stuff. It's going to be super, super dope. Is there a website for it or somewhere else that people should find details for it? Um, if you go onto the Road to Riot Facebook page, there is a whole bunch, there are a whole bunch of links to it. Also, if you go onto my Facebook page, I have a link just recently that I posted up about going um, when I made the announcement, when they let me know that, yeah, I was going to get to go and everything. So, um, it's going to be super fun. There are all sorts of opportunities. Like if it's something that is not super affordable, uh, they are letting people volunteer and help out to help offset some costs and all sorts of stuff like that. So um, there's signups for that on the website. Just go on to Facebook and on the Rotor Riot page, just look up Rotor Riot Rampage and it'll have all of the information there. Do you know how many pilots are going to be flying there? Um, I, know we're, I know that they're selling 300 pilot passes. Okay. And I'm not sure when it comes to how many are left at this point, but I know that as it gets closer, obviously more and more people are going to go ahead and buy up their passes. So mm-hmm. I would go ahead and get on that one if you're interested in going. Do you know what I'll be interested in when you go? Please come back to us after the show and report to us how the video was. And with 300 potential pilots there, it always just fascinates me every event that I go to to see how they go about controlling uh, people turning on and powering on and pit mode and frequency regulations and just trying to get the event to work without it just being a congested nightmare. So, uh, yeah, please uh, tell us how that goes once you've uh, been there. Because uh, there's not many events I've seen where people have nailed it, to be honest with you. I'll definitely see some bad ones. Yeah, it's going to be... Um... It's going to be super duper interesting. I've never been to a big event like that. Like I've been to a couple of regional qualifiers and stuff like that. And the way that they've handled it at regional qualifiers have always been really, really easy and professional. And everything has worked out really well in my personal experience from those events. But that was like 100 pilots, you know, maybe like six flying at a time type of scenario where 
all of us knew each other almost, you know, that type of situation. This is going to be a little bit different because obviously there's going to be a ton of people there. But I know that they did a bunch of testing when it came to frequencies and stuff like that. Um, they did a big test day a couple weeks ago. So I'm pretty sure that they've got most of that stuff figured out. Not only that, but the areas where we're going to be flying are pretty spread out based on the maps and stuff like that and based on what all the guys have been telling me. Um, so it's going to work out pretty well. From my understanding, they've got a pretty good plan on how they're going to make it so that people are getting to fly and people are going to get to experience, you know, all of the stuff and get to enjoy it and have a good time. Was this the one that, uh, Carrie, you and I were looking at a, a week or two ago? It might have been, because I, I sent Frank uh, something about a big show in, in, in it was the US or Canada or somewhere, and they said they were going to have 64 people in the air at a time. And I said to Frank... Frank, how are they doing this? And can we use it at the next mini air show? And you looked at it and said, their space is this big. Our space is like this. So <laughs> they've got the element of being able to spread out far and wide. Plus, they also had all their pilots taking both left-hand and right-hand polarise. So I guess they're going to alternate them in different areas as well, just to try and cut out the amount of interference they do. Yeah, I think off the top of my head, the space they were using was about 10 times the size of the entire Popham Airfield space. <laughs> not not like the the pop and drones the pop and airfield so yeah i don't know how they're going to get around that they must have like a load of buggies or everyone takes like just drives from flight line to flight line i don't know do you, do you so. think they're going to have um like rf police that are going to go around with with the little displays like checking <laughs> people's power outputs at random i think they're going to use then... hammers but <laughs> on the pilots instead of the equipment i think that's the only way it's going to work <laughs> Yeah, that's a survival of the either fastest running away or uh, most stricting, most strictly sticking to the rules. Jamie, I have a question. I think I saw a live stream of yours, and I'm sure you said that you were visiting the UK. Did that happen? Have we missed it? It hasn't happened yet. Um, like I said, uh, my life has sort of had some crazy things happen over the last month. So that plan is sort of being put on hold for the moment. It was supposed to happen um, like end of October, ah. but um, that's not really like in the cards at the moment. So I'm probably going to wait until it's nice again and maybe try to come out um, in the springtime when it's a little bit warm. Yeah, don't come over in October, it'll be pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it goes dark at 3 p.m. We've just had our one nice year for like 40 years, haven't we? Who the hell is that speaking? Oh my God, who's that? Who is that? Gatecrash. I'm not wrong, am I? No, No, you're not, but we haven't heard you on this podcast for about nine months. I know, I'm sorry. I was muted earlier because there was a crying baby in the background. Has it just been sat there all this like for a year? Yeah, it's it's grown. It's It's like two years old now. (laughs) <laughs> well, how are you, Adam? On the on the subject, I, I'm of, well. How are you guys? We're all good, thank you. On the subject yeah. of of being your son being two years old, um, LDO is three years old. Next episode, Yahoo! Yeah. yeah. Who's getting drunk? Oh, we all are every week. So, okay. That's yeah, guys. I, I don't know whether you can or we can all put our heads together and think of something really special to do for. Uh, what is it, 156? Well, let's just have a party and invite some people. It's about time. 
Yeah, a bit like the Christmas special. Yeah, where exactly. It was like jump in, jump out. One in, one out. Lined up. Yeah. Sadly, I won't be here, but I will be toasting you at thirty-five thousand feet on the way home. So it's oh, <laughs> the best I can do. <laughs> With free drinks. Yes. <laughs> All I'm thinking is I can't believe you've done this every week for three years without oh, no. stopping. It's crazy, isn't it? I think I've had four breaks in three years. Jack, well, how many breaks have you had? Um, probably about four. <laughs> I know. Me and you have been it from the start, and I think. No, I've yeah, had a few more. Andrew's had a... hospital, didn't I? Yeah, Andrew's been here. Hey, I think I've, I think I've, I've done over a year. You know. Okay, well done. You've done a year. Wow, a year. <laughs> <laughs> Get the cake. Actually, isn't isn't it your segment now? Oh no. Oh yeah. So anyway, <laughs> if any of you were a part of my Twitch the other day, um, I streamed. I hosted a, a girl called uh, Betsky ninety three, and uh, she's a really cool girl. Admittedly, I wanted the earth to open up and swallow me alive because most of the viewers were uh were were like i, I don't know tony told tony told her i hated her and that uh, i wanted to set her on fire or something i can't remember but um i i asked her i said uh give us give us some northern sayings oh. and uh she then sent me a link saying uh some of my favorites are in here and she she's from Manchester. Well, that's perfect. She's given she give me like a, a sentence to ring out, read out, and you're gonna try and explain it and decipher it for me. I get so nervous when you do this because <laughs> I have no because <laughs> he's more south than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andy, you're northern. Well, what I'm gonna have to do is just open a tab in Google. Yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently, the two. I fancy most of the world is Betsky and poor Miss Creatures. Both have boyfriends, by the way. Probably want to murder me. So uh, that's probably Come why on. I'm getting a sore throat and like heart palpitations because there's like needles to <laughs> they're poking out my little voodoo dolls. Right, on, so then, you don't get out for nout. Say it faster. This is ridiculous. Do the accent. I don't know what the accent is. It sounds like a penguin mating. Well, it's Manchu, isn't it? Do a mank mank one. You don't get out out for now, innit? Hold on a minute. Stop stop everything. Miss Creature said, who you fancy, what if my boyfriend wants you too? Oh my god, Jack. Oh, I don't really want to think about Jack's sandwich no. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about to see Jack's camera turn off. Is he going red? Do you not know Jack at all? Jack does not go red. Jack makes other people red. I'll yeah. tell no, you. No, he's, <laughs> he's four spam. He's going red. I turn and he Right. She's laughing in the chat, by the way. Daddy. Right, come on. Did you say daddy, then? Yeah. He did. You're northern. I can't believe I made out of the plastic sheep. Um, you don't get out. <laughs> you don't get out for that. <laughs> oh, that's not northern. It's just like penguins. It sounded like, it sounded like Keith Chagwin, man. All right, you don't get out for now. Right. Keeks. 
K-E-K-S. What? What's that? Kicks. What? Kicks. 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 Kicks are like underpants. Oh. Das. A. Pe. You try and read this. You're a dyslexic idiot like me. We have to start rehearsing these. Free take. That'll take away the magic. May send me this stuff. I'm surprised she's paying a lot on and not bloody ordering a restraining order. Uh, well, there's time for that. A P E T H. Wait, wait. You don't get out for out kext dost what what daft. A P E T H. Oh, you daft apus. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've been called that quite a few times. You don't get out for out for now, you daft apus. It's not. No, well, that, that's that's not northern. We say that down south. Well, any... I say, I've never heard you say it. Well, I don't <laughs> say it to you. you. Okay. You don't come out. Joker Vision's a better friend than you. <laughs> get off the toilet, you fool. Where's my curry? Funnily <laughs> <laughs> uh... enough, a daft apus is a northern. Uh, term, apparently. Uh, yeah, let me have a look. Uh, Northern... I call people daft apers. Oh my god, this segment just gets longer every a day. Term. Is this our equivalent of Countdown Corner? You know when they go to Susie and she gets has a story. It is. It, it's this is this is our equivalent, isn't it? That Andy's, Andy's except except in this case the uh, the uh, Susie, Susie Dent is. Uh, Dyslexic in this in this case. Snide uh, Angin, our kid also used to say. It says here, right, daft ape, the term for a fool, roughly equivalent to the modern term muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate. Apparently, it's a, it's a shortening of daft halfpenny, eight eight me. Daft ape oh. me. Oh. I, I think that's quite that's quite a nice. To I remember my northern end of the family saying that. Generally, as a, you could say it to children without them being offended. It's just like, oh, you silly sausage, that sort of thing. And then like, it was a turn of endearment. A lot, a lot of times. My, well, he's lucky because down here we've got a friend called Bradders, and his term for endearment <laughs> is the c word. <laughs> <laughs> what to- but- Speaking what? of which, Tony, you had a shout out you wanted to make. Yes. Okay. Um, there's I finished a- my segment. Uh, come on, that's dragged on far too long. Oh, let Anything, me finish it, please. Save it for the No. Go on then, do your last right, one. Let me, let me finish it. Uh, I've missed it. Our kids it on. also used to say bobbins a lot when I was a kid and thought I was well cool. What's bobbins? Well, our kid is what man, people from Manchester call their uh, like brother's brother, isn't it? Like, like uh, Liam Gallagher, yeah. our yeah. kid. Uh, kid. I think it's, it's generally just a bit of an endearing term, isn't right, it? Uh, my my Mancunian friend goes, "All right, our uh, kid," I get that as well. So, you know, kid. I think it's just uh, endearing, but yeah. We also used to say bobbins a lot. What does that mean? It, it means si- it's rubbish. A yeah. si- oh, it says here a cylinder. So it's bobbins. It's just crap. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one. Yeah, rubbish bobbins. Yeah, that's it. Widely used in Manchester. There you yeah. go. No, I, 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 will I, send, I will send her this and hopefully she'll be like, not. Also, um, I've got a, uh, someone called me an overweight 
Ed Sheen, by the way, <laughs> on one of my <laughs> on one of my uh, channels. Was it terrible? <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. But I fought it many times. Yeah, thank you. My oh, mum thinks you're rolling rat. <laughs> but there you go. So, speaking of rolling rat, uh, Richard Rowlands has stepped down from the committee of the BFPVRA. If anyone's counting, no, no surprise there. Is that because people are cheating? Don't know. It mm. sounds like a lot of politics. Doesn't yeah. sound like very much fun. That, that is exactly why I can't be arsed with any of that racing schmalarkey much anymore. Mm. Freestyle rules. Um, okay, folks, there's an event at Laxton um, Gates FBV Club near the A43 near Corby. It's on Facebook if you'd like to check it out. It's Sunday the 2nd of September. So please check it out on Facebook. That is uh, the Laxton Gates FBV Club. Have a look. There is also the Team Willie Sheep Open Day event on the Sunday, the September the sixteenth at uh, Miskin Manor Hotel. Uh, so we're, you know, I'm... I think I think LDO. That's wild. I think yeah. <laughs> I think LDO I don't think it's wild at all, Jack. Uh, I think we should go find out. Um, I think we should yeah, gate crash. That. Definitely not Wales. That, that is roughly near <laughs> Cardiff. No, no, it's all right, Jack. It's nowhere near Wales. You're all right. You can I'm go. So good. It is. I know. I've been there. <laughs> I met one of the footballers' wives there. Who was dating a golfer? And is this she really why? Liked my um, footballer's wife and dating a golfer. Yeah. Is this why Jack's been on mute most of the night? <laughs> there was a TV program back in the noughties called Footballers' Wives. And she was dating golfer in real life, and she liked oh, my that tarts. I'm very confused. Kind of feel like this, is, the, this is something to speak about after the show. Yes. Perhaps. All right. No. Should we wrap up. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. You've been joined by an old host back in the day, Adam Juniper. Hello again. Also, author of everything to know about drones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not you, correct title. You guys already know it all. Sorry. Yeah. It's called um, The Complete Guide to Drones. Jack. I know. Uh, you, you've contributed a good chunk of it. <laughs> Goodbye. Andy RC. Good evening. Little Stella Fox. Hi, guys. Thank you, sweetie. Was I as bad as you thought I was going to be? <laughs> well, based on the conversation we had beforehand, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like to wind you up. Um, uh, the reason why she's probably started ovulating, uh, NJ Tech. Jesus, I, I can only apologise for this man and the things he says. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you rest of you in a few weeks. Okay. Have fun, NJ. This is me. I'm like a child. Daddy's leaving, and this is my way of rebelling. <laughs> if you would stay, I wouldn't say such things. Get in back some pretzels from business class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my little Tony. Bonjour. And Curry Kitten. Tara. Oh, lovely. Oh, friend. Oh, friend. Oh, friend. Oh, yeah. and Best Andy, friend. And Andy RC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Well, no, Andy RC loves Tony. He's got him on his Facebook profile. Yeah, because oh, we're besties. That's okay. You, it, you can have people as your Facebook profile, can't you? There's no problem with that. Oh, is the live? Yes. 
<laughs> Just, yeah, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Telemetry lost.